Hello, everyone, and welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf Weekly Podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. Hey. And we've got quite the show today. We'll be talking through the new Pro Tour Let's schedule. Let's just call this show like the scandal update. Because I feel like we're gonna like oh, some yeah, the Pro Tour schedule, first scandal. Uh Nico Castro suspension has been reduced, and we had uh the first outside disc golf. I don't know what this place is. Quillette wrote on um, transgenders and disc golf. And only reason I want to bring it up is they had some FPO players anonymously interviewed. Uh, so I think it's some fascinating stuff in this article. So we're going to talk through all that, Trevor's trivia, all the typical stuff. We'll have a USGC preview coming up here um, in a few days as well. But let's go ahead and jump straight into it. We're going to start it off with the Nico Castro suspension being reduced. So it's been reduced by a third. Um, which basically just means it's now a six-month suspension. So he'll be able to start the 2023 Pro, uh, Pro Tour season because um, I believe February 8th is the date that it'll be done, and the Pro yeah. Tour begins a little bit after that. According to Ulti World, he his probation period has been up from 15 months to 18 months, so essentially the total probation and suspension period together is the right. same. It's just the suspension period has been shortened by three months. Yeah, if you're Nico LaCasse right now, you're probably on top of the world because now, yeah, this is obviously really sucked and you're miss, about to miss USDGC. But in the back of your mind, you're like, hey, you know, everybody's offseason starts in a couple of weeks and then we'll all be on the same page again. I'll, you know, get get back on track next season. I, the most interesting thing I thought about this article is like, I don't really like what I don't have a problem. Like a lot, this happens a lot where you have an appeal and there's a suspension reduced. Like it's not like that crazy. Um, and it doesn't shock me either. It, I think it, it it probably makes sense to to end the suspension at, suspension at the end of the season. The most weird thing about this was the PDGA just like completely declining to comment. Um, I forget what the phrase was in there, but like basically they didn't get any give any reasoning for the PDGA does not comment on player disciplinary matters. Right. So that's stupid. I like, <laughs> yes. Like what about like the PDGA has such a like. They, they are so careful to protect themselves that, so that nobody can say they're wrong about anything that they're just like, yeah, if there's anything controversial, we're just not going to make a statement. We're just going to make our ruling and then you guys need to deal with it. Um, basically, it was what's happening there, I guess. But yeah, so like why, like it would be great to know, like just release a statement being like after the appeal, we decided blah, blah, blah. And this is why we reduced the suspension. It's not like, I don't think anybody was going to take that like and be like you're crazy well what i'm curious is like how how could they like i feel like everybody just read that and probably just glossed over it but didn't realize like the pdga just literally is like we're just going to make rulings and not say why and then you can just deal with it i agree more with the six month suspension than the nine month original one um i think to the end of the year makes a lot more sense but what I'm curious is what new information or anything was provided I, in the appeal. Exactly, like, like what changed their mind other than other than it's been social a little pressure. Bit, we feel bad for <laughs> like, Nico. Let's because what it, yeah. what it shows to me, and I talked about this a little bit on debate night. I I don't necessarily like it because it, it makes it where when the PJ says something, you can't trust them. Right. Because like the PJ comes out and says nine month suspension. If I'm the player, I'm thinking. Okay, but like if I appeal this, I can get it reduced. But then what if you don't get reduced? Mm-hmm. How do you know what Nico did differently than you right. to get his reduced and yours not reduced? Yeah. And <laughs> or anything like that. Or is like, is this the new standard? Is it is yeah. if I intimidate someone, are the PDJ saying, hey, we reviewed our whole process and this is actually just a six-month suspension on our end. It has nothing to do with the that, appeal. It, you know what it is? None it's, of it makes any sense. It's a complete. It's them establishing a complete lack of accountability because now they've created 
almost no precedent for this situation because there should be a lot of new precedent considering this was like the first major suspension that we've had in the tour history pretty much because like Nico was probably the biggest player to ever get a suspension like that. Bradley Williams was pretty big, but with, with not media as big as focus Nico. and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not as big as Nico. So there's a lot of precedent that should be introduced. They should be telling, uh, you know, if there, if there has been changes to the new standard or how they're going to handle suspensions, they should, we should know. And because having that accountability protects the next player who gets suspended being able to point to a previous case and say, this is what happened in this case. I should be treated the same way. This is why there needs to be a players association in disc golf, because right now, like the PDGA is supposed to stand for the players, but do they really that much? Like, I don't know. Like the, the, the best example of this, like uh, the whole situation with Tua um, in the NFL happened recently where he was playing when he really shouldn't have. He got hurt, head injury situation. Who are the ones that are standing up for him? The Players Association. You know, They're the ones who are banding together, making sure that there's investigation launched into this. I feel like the PDGA... Like they, I think there is a player association. I don't there probably do is within the PDGA, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like I think they, the PDGA always tends to lean towards themselves. Like they yes. always side with themselves, which is totally what the league does in, but in, this in case, American they, sports. They might be siding with Nico. We just have no idea what the heck's I, going well, on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just don't even know like what what is happening. So I just want there to be more clarity on these situations because I like there's no accountability. Well, there's like, just no accountability. To in me, PDGA. to me, once you make a statement, make a suspension. There should be a reason it's reduced. Right. Like, did Nico show yeah. you maybe Nico had some type of breakthrough I mean, in like even, the therapy stuff he was doing? Even, maybe Nico showed a change of heart. Maybe there was something that Nico that's what did. I'm saying. All but this, like we know according to this information, nothing new. Nothing new happened other than we know Nico appealed it. Yeah. But we don't know what was in the appeal or anything like that. And we just know it got reduced by three months, but his probation got extended three months. All so that knew. it basically to me it seems like Oh shoot! We feel bad for him. Yeah, let's just make it where yeah. he can start the next season, yeah. which is fine. That's fine. I yeah. felt bad for Nico. Obviously, Nico has to be responsible for his own actions, and hopefully, this whole offseason he's taking action to make progressive steps forward and everything. But you, oh, like let us in a little bit here because right. like it's the PDGA is supposed to be like they need to be more for the players, and they need to be a lot more transparent. And I, this is where if this was the Pro Tour. And this is where I think the Pro Tour needs to be in charge of this stuff. If this was the Pro Tour, there would be a statement or the suspension wouldn't have been changed. Right. Like, if you're doing something this big, the Pro Tour understands getting ahead of the narrative because, like, now, in our minds, as the media talking to you on a podcast, we can create whatever PDJ narrative we want. Right. Because we have, because they can't tell us they're wrong. With. The PDJ doesn't comment. To me, that means the PDJ's in the wrong. So the PDJ messed up, realized they messed up, and now said, hey, yeah, you know what, Nico? This is just like last year's Player of the Year. We messed up by giving it to Katrina Allen, so we did co-Player of the Year to Paige Pierce. We don't know how to make a decision and stand by it, so we're going to do the same thing here. All you have to do and is... you can't prove me wrong because you didn't talk about it. All you have to do is release a statement that says, after further evaluation of the situation, we deemed that this this terms of punishment would be more uh, would be more fair. It sounds like, like did they even... That right there is all you need to say, and like at least we're like, okay, there was an evaluation, you just decided to be more fair. Or you could say like you know, we've decided that there we should start taking a different approach to suspension and it'll be reevaluated in the future. Like I don't know. Just like from anything. the well what's fascinating is from the Ultimate article and I'm on the PDGA to make sure this is true, the PDGA didn't even address that it the it changed. They, at all. They just gave it to Ultimate They World. just no, they didn't even give it to Ultimate World. Ultimate World found it or someone probably told them 
according to the updated documentation. So basically, all that happened is their disciplinary <laughs> files. So they were like updated. really brushing it under the. That's rug. what I'm saying. They weren't. They were, aren't even addressing it at all. Like they're so basically, weird. if you go to their file now and you find Nico Lacastro, it basically just now says six months, where it used to say nine months. Is what happened. That is so. Odd Here's Nico. So now it says six months suspension plus eighteen probation. So that's like so somebody just stumbled upon. So they just kind of like slid there's it in probably, there and there's changed probably it. Probably a leak too, because Eisenhood reported it, didn't he? Yeah. So I'm sure he's got a guy. Like somebody I'm sure, probably. But I'm saying pointed out to him. But like that's yeah, that it's crazy that that's how it has to get out. Like, like the PJ it's not wasn't even, even going to make a statement. It's not even like it's something that needs. I just don't understand. Like it doesn't need to be brushed under the rug because no, it's, it's not, not a like big an embarrassing deal. thing. It's just like a it. There's clearly a reason you made the decision. Just tell everyone, Nico, on the other hand, did comment. He said, I've been practicing and will be prepared to compete at my best by February 2023. My heart is in the sport of disc golf. Dedication's flowing through me. I've got a lot of love for all the people who have been in my corner throughout this process. Looking forward to working hard and continuing my preparation for one heck of a comeback story. I've got some unfinished business. Making progress in a lot of different ways to satisfy my hunger to succeed. This has not been easy for me to be off tour when it's all I've known nearly half my life. Staying focused on positive outcomes on the horizon. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'm excited I'm, to see, I'm excited to see his first round back. Being very picky, you would think in a first quote back, the first thing I would have said had been like, really sorry about my actions. You know, in my right. appeal, I talked about how I've made these changes, these mm. steps. To me, it sounds like he's like, yeah, I'm freaking ready to come out. Yeah, he tear up just, this tournament. He kind of said he's like ready to come back, but he it's didn't, gonna be one he heck really of a comeback like, story. I've got some unfinished business. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. He's it on sound, probation sounds, when he comes That back. sounds less like, that sounds more like revenge than it does <laughs> yeah. anything that's else. What I'm saying. I'm, that's hey, being I'm, super picky, reading I'm down into words for on a page. Like, you're totally allowed to be a villain. You just, can't, you just can't yell at Absolutely. If he goes out there and he's the Nico that happened every time before European Open, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, take your time, be that guy. When you get called on it, just own up to it this time and we're home free. Mm-hmm. That's it. But yeah, very, I even very. Care. Like you're, you can be mad. Just don't get in somebody's face. Oh and yeah, yell at them. yeah. Punch yourself. Punch your leg. Whatever. Just yeah. Don't punch someone else. It's basically where it's at. Please don't punch me. Um, I don't know. I probably take a punch. He's gonna punch you. He's gonna punch me. Um, anyway, so no, his suspension. He'll be back next year. I, as a fan, am very excited for that return. I think it's a great storyline going into the next year. I think that the suspension reduction makes sense. I would just like to know the reason. That's all. That's where it's at. That's all. I don't feel like I'm asking too much. That's grip locked. That's it. That's the whole show. Uh, Another big thing that came out with the PDGA and the Pro Tour is the 2023 Pro Tour schedule. Um, It's a banger. Yeah, I mean, it's a. They they seem to be making the right moves. I'll explain that. So I'll kind of just go brief over the entire schedule. First off, they don't have in here the two wraparound events, the New World Open and Lake Marshall, that are 2023 events, but are happening in 2022. So they're happening here in the next few weeks. but it'll start at All-Star Weekend back I'm, in Arizona. I'm interested to watch New World. That's the yeah. one in Florida, right? Brody said that we should plan our Jacksonville trip around when New World is. When is that? I don't know. Let's look it up. Is Jacksonville still like underwater? <laughs> or did I they... don't think it hit there, did it? It went farther south because Jacksonville's by Tampa, right? Okay. I don't know. I think what... it originally was going to open there I don't or what, hit there. I don't know what parts got crushed. Uh, Fort Myers got crushed in Naples. Um, Gosh darn. If you're in that area, hopefully you and your family are safe and doing well. I had some friends in Fort Myers, and they were fortunate enough that they are okay. Uh, I don't know about their their so house suffered some damages, but they're okay. November 11th through the 13th. That's my anniversary weekend. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, you want to spend it in Jacksonville, Florida? <laughs> nope. You sure? I already booked Airbnb. 
Is it in Jacksonville, Florida? No. Uh, so the tour will start at the Las Vegas Challenge, then head over to Waco, then the Open at Austin's the first new tournament that we'll get to. Basically, the Open at Belton's gone. It got moved to Austin, Texas. So oh, this is one we, of the. Do we know about that course? No, we don't know exactly what course is being played. None of that. And the Open at Belton is still a Silver Series. No, Open at Belton gone. The Open at Belton is now the Open at Austin. And is it a Silver oh. Series? No, it's an Elite. So series. it's an Elite Series. Was it was Belton was a Silver though? Belton was. Okay. Um. But this shows a move, and you'll see this a few different times. Oh, they made Texas State Texas a silver. Texas State a silver. That's the next thing I was going to say. But you'll see this a few different times where it seems like the Pro Tour is moving towards more populated areas. Smart. Like, it seems like they're understanding, hey, if we show up to Emporia, Kansas, and there's not an AM event with 1,000 people going on at the same time, it's going to be hard to get as many spectators out here. Right. Seems like that line of I thought like, is coming through. Yeah, I like them going to Austin. So I'll be curious to see what courses Brody did say that's the same weekend as South by Southwest, which is like a music festival. Uh, in Austin. So be a lot of people in town. Which is, could be good or bad. Because like they're yeah. there to watch a music festival, so are they really going to watch disc golf? Mm. Also, There's how a very are much get, an overlapping demographic there. But how like hotels are going to be more expensive. It's going to be harder to find hotels to travel there. Yeah, it'll be Logistics. It's, it, it'll be interesting um, but, to do that. But Texas State's got downgraded to a silver. And Brody made a good USA point. At the South by Southwest. Brody made a good point that Texas State's is now saying Houston, Texas, instead of Tyler, Texas, for the location. So it appears it has moved as oh. well. Uh, Music City Open got upgraded to an elite series. Gosh, what courses event. are they going to play? The same one they played last year. Wasn't it? Wasn't the course they played last year not good? No, I think Brody really liked it. Or it was two years ago. Two years ago. Two wasn't years ago. ago. That was so. when it was a uh, national tour. Right. Might be the same course, but Brody said they can do whatever they want to that property, it seems. So it seems like they'll be able yeah. to make whatever changes they want. I mean, it's an electric name. So far, Open at Austin, cool name. Um, mm-hmm. Music, Music City, City Open is a cool name as well. Um, I'm going to kind of miss the name Open at Belton, though. I always felt like Open at Belton had a certain kind of prestige sound to it. I don't know. It sounded Open so, at Austin, it I sounded, think, sounds just as it good. It sounded so I think it's the Open. To me. Yeah, I the just. Open I know. It's just like Belton. It just sounds How many like, Opens do we have, ooh, by the, the way? Open at Belton. Uh, like with it in the name at all? That's what I'm saying. We'll do, do have, the math later. Okay, There's we too have many. too many opens. Uh, next, we go to the fir- next silver classics. event at North Cove, the Blue Ridge Championship. Oh my gosh, we have to power rank. Let's get this through the schedule first. Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge <laughs> Championship at North Cove, April 14th through the 16th. That is that is. Mm, I feel amazing. like we got to get there. Yeah, for sure. Um, when is this one? April 14th through the 16th. When does that happen? Is compared to nationals? It's probably right after nationals. It's got to be around it. Yeah, dude. I, that that is electric. I'm so glad the Pro Tour is going to North Cove, and I hope that once they, I think once they see that property, it won't be a Silver Series for long because it's it's so gorgeous. Let oh me look gosh. at. Let me pull up when Nationals is because I'd imagine Nationals is still at North Cove. Yeah, I think it is. Um, at it. Amateur, blah 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 blah. U.S. Women's Tim Slinsky Champions Cup. Congratulations, Oh, Frick. That's not the schedule. They don't have it. No, they have it. Just look up <sighs> National Collegiate Disc Golf Championship. It's so hard to find. It's hard to find everything online with disc golf. I swear. Like, why did they do this? April fifth through the eighth, so the weekend before. Yeah. Um. So, so anyway, fun. they go North Cove, then they go straight from North Cove to Appling, Georgia. So essentially, they're doing the reverse of the trip we just made. Yes. They're going Tennessee, North Cove, Georgia. We went. Tennessee, Georgia, Georgia Tennessee. South Carolina, North Carolina. So we don't. We like did to it talk first. About South Carolina. We don't talk about South Carolina. Um, <laughs> then they go Champions Cup in Appling, Georgia. They go out to the Jonesboro Open. Then they go to the OTB Open. Then they go up to the Silver Event, Beaver State Fling. Then they go to the first Elite Plus Event, now, Portland what is Open. That I'll explain that later. Uh, then they go oh. Dynamic Disc Open, Des Moines Preserve, 
Then they go to Canada for a silver event, the Discmania Open. That's cool. Then they go to Norway. The Sula Open got upped to an elite event. Oh. Yeah. Then they go from Norway to Finland for the European Open, which is now happening every year. Yes. Apparently. God bless. Thank God bless. goodness. Thank goodness. Then they come to the second Elite Plus event, Ledgestone. Then they go to Idlewild. And then this is where it gets really confusing. The playoffs start, but not really, at Deglo. Because then we go to a Silver Series right after, Silver Event at Rochester. Then we go so to weird. Worlds. Then we go back into playoffs at MVP Open. Then we go U.S. Women's. Then the next weekend we go U.S. DGC. So women are going to go throw pink, or U.S. WDGC, then throw pink back to back. What? And then <laughs> playoff Pro Tour Championship. I can't mm. tell you how awful that schedule gets at the end. What I told Brody is it seems like the, actually doesn't seem like it's obvious that the Pro Tour just doesn't have control over the schedule. Why on earth would you put Worlds in the middle of the playoffs? So that's where Green Mountain Championship was. And they just replaced Green Mountain Championship with Worlds, like right on it. You just can't do that. <laughs> well, what sucks is, so European Open is July 20th through the 23rd. Yeah. End of the season's October 5th through the 8th. That's the last major. Yeah. That's like, what, two months in like a week? And there's three majors in that stretch. Three out of the four majors happen between the last week of July and the first week of October. So it goes, what, April, then July, then August, and October? August through September. August 30th, September 3rd, and then October. It's not that crazy. But, like, when you have four majors and you're going to go April... I, I think the weirdest one is the women's U- U.S. getting chucked in there at the end, right after Throw Pink. Yeah. That's wild. Right before Throw Pink. Oh, right before Throw Pink. So, so basically, US women's, the fake U.S. women's and then the real, real U.S. US women's. women's right after. Yeah, bang, oh, bang. Okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, if we're going to go down... If we're That's gonna be the like, most despicable thing. If like, we're going to squeeze that into the schedule there and it's the U.S. Women's Disc Golf Championship, what if we just, like, pushed it back a week and made it at Throw Pink? Okay, now, so that... So basically, the back end of the schedule is a bit of a dumpster fire. But, I mean, all the events sound good. Yes. Now, explain to me the plus. So the plus events... um, it seems like they don't super Brody had a good take on it. I think he's probably right. It doesn't really seem like they're, they're going to be more points. They're going to be four rounds with a cut. They're going to have increased media coverage and increased purse. What Brody thinks is that this is the pro tour slowly rolling out. What all lead events will look like four round tournaments with a cut. They're testing their format. And, but essentially a plus event is like the higher end. So that's why they did Portland and Ledgestone. And so, bigger purses, additional media focus, elevated spectator events. Um, and, and are the playoff ones considered Brody, pluses as well? No, but That's they're gonna they're gonna have the exact same things. It's just so okay. The so difference the, same the, the difference between the elite plus and the playoff is just playoffs you playoff. can't drop playoff events points wise. You can't uh, drop an elite plus. Okay. But when I commented on the pro tour and I basically said, "What's the point of putting a silver series after a playoff event?" Yeah. Because like, what the heck does that make any sense? They responded to me, and it sounded like. D-Glow's not going to have a cut field. It sounded like how they put it, the D-Glow is basically just going to have increased points, increased purse. You can't drop it, but everyone can play. Then they'll cut the field at MVP. So to me, I'm like, why the heck? Why is it a playoff event? Like, why? I don't What's understand the starting the playoffs and then having a silver event, which also the silver I mean, event. To be fair, the first Rochester cut got make- screwed. Let's call it that. Let's first off say that. Rochester got absolutely screwed by the schedule because you're in Milford, Michigan. World Championship starts August 30th on two hard courses. Nobody is Rochester playing. Flying Disc Open ends on the 27th. Nobody is playing that. So if event. you play the Rochester Flying Disc Open, you have two days to prepare for two courses for the World Championship. You are going to see the weakest field of all time. I'm not even kidding you. I think that would be the weakest Silver Series 
field of all time. It makes no sense to play it. Because why on earth, if you're going to play Worlds, you are going to go ahead towards Worlds as early as possible in yeah. Vermont. Because like, if you don't play Rochester, at a Silver Series. if you don't play Rochester, that gives you like a week, half a week to travel from Michigan to Vermont and then several days to that prepare and learn be, two courses. That field's going to be bad. So Rochester got absolutely screwed. And like, I don't really think there's much you can do because like know why the 27th is a Sunday. So then the 28th, 29th, World starts on Wednesday. So basically, if people play the event, they'll have to leave from Rochester, go straight to Vermont, practice Monday, Tuesday, start Wednesday. Mm. If someone played Rochester for That's Worlds, tough. which is like brutal. It's not even like, oh, but if I play the Silver event, I can get more points because it's like, well, Worlds is worth 125% more points. Yeah. And a Silver Series is worth like well, not Worlds, as many points. Worlds so. in Vermont's going to be hype. Worlds in Vermont's always hype. Do they, Wish did, they could do it a different time of year, but. European Open being back is hype. Yes. We, there's a lot to be hype about. There's a lot about. to be hype about. Just the end of that schedule is going to be really weird. It's going to be very weird. It's going to be very weird. I don't that, I don't like I with four majors you would really I would really like them to be evenly spaced. I don't feel like that's too much to ask, well, but apparently so, it is. So, cuz where's the cuz like I don't mind them not doing a major until until well, when's the first major? April. That's fine. That's fine because I like yeah, them. February, March, April. Then you go May, June, July. That's fine. Yeah, where's the problems where I'm asking you? Well, it's it's just back to back to back. You go July, August, October. Boom, boom, boom. But what is this the, year? Worlds, I think, was European Open was earlier or something. It felt better this year. Something I think, felt if, better. I think if you slide European Open, I think European Open maybe. should be like I think beginning what, of July. That's what makes it tough, though. It's because like, it's the end of July. Yeah. Or Worlds should be May. I don't something like has to happen. Year. I like Worlds towards the end of the season. Then European Open needs to be earlier. I think, I think maybe you can you slide go that earlier. Yeah. April, and you have probably all like of May, after, all of June, all of July. They should just do it after Portland. After Portland, before they go to DDO, that's when they should go to Europe. Yeah, that would make sense. Or that would be that would be in June. That'd be too early. I don't think so. To go to Europe in June, that'd be perfect. Maybe that's when was European Open this year? Let's look at that. It was in June, wasn't it? Or was it in July? I don't know. This year it didn't feel like it didn't feel weird. It was end of July this year. When was Worlds this year? End of August. No, is it end of August? You know, if you search 2022 World Championships, it doesn't bring up Discord. I don't like the, <laughs> the thing is. Well, it was the same weekend. Yeah. What is going on? I don't. Feel, I don't like it. I just don't. When think, I look at it on a whole schedule, I hate it. But when I just lived it, what, it wasn't that's bad. what I'm saying. Because Hunter, like, are you? You're not going to get unexcited. You're not going to be like, oh, we just had European Open. Say, now Worlds is coming up. You're going to be like, freak, yeah, Worlds is coming up. So like, I don't think. I think that's what you're. You're seeing it on schedule, and it doesn't look logistically good. But when you're living it, you're like, living oh, it, just, it felt fine. That's what I'm saying. Because it's just, just another like, major. I just don't like how three of our four majors happen in a two month span when the season's so long. I think what happens is I get uninterested in this middle section. Mm. Maybe yeah. that's what it is because European Open, we have one, two, three, four events before Worlds, and then before the European Open Champions Cup, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine events before European Open, and then Worlds to USCGC, we have one event that MPO plays. I see. I see your point. I think that's more what it is. I mean, there definitely could, be, but yeah, this middle chunk of the season just gets like it's a grind because there's nothing to break it up. You can tell there's a lot of struggle in the schedule for like how they are able to make it work with the tour and, and what the PDGA wants and whatnot. I think what happens is the PDGA doesn't budge on majors. And so then the pro tour has to figure out how to schedule their snake with the majors. Yeah. I don't know. Cause like to me, what think, makes the most they, sense is I think they do a pretty good job. Considering if the pro what tour started in Florida, came up the East coast to like Georgia and then went over 
across the southwest texas west coast up to the northwest down to the midwest then back over like that makes right more sense right now we start on the west coast snake through texas to the east coast then like have one event to get from appling georgia to california there's just arkansas in the middle so it goes boom 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 yeah and then we're back snaking back across so like right now we're doing this weird z when it could just be a loop doesn't really matter um but yeah, Elite Plus events. The oh, let's call let's count the open names. Let's count opens. Oh yeah, how many opens do you have? Are we gonna count Silver Series? Yeah. So if it has open in the name at all, open in the name. All right, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen. That's too many. Fifteen of I believe there's twenty two events. I think we should let's power rank. Power rank the opens? Best, no, best names. So you have the open, right? You have the classic. Oh, we're power ranking best general names. Yeah, like if you're going to, if you were, okay, let's say like if you were going to name a Lynchburg tournament, your options would be, I would say you have the Lynchburg classic, uh, the Lynchburg open or open at Lynchburg. Uh, you then have also the Lynchburg championships. Um, and then you, or you could, what, what, are there any other ones they use? What about the Lynchburg fantastic? <laughs> Just like I, I like, I think classic always sounds good. Classic, I, I agree. Well, yeah. Because like, I think classic thing. is what we're missing. Like, in there's the no classic. We there's get, no classic. There's some championship and there is some like open. MVP open at Maple Hill sounds fine. I think you could have went the Austin Classic. Mm. Yeah, no, that's what I'm like. I'm well, the Music City. Well, the Austin Classic. The problem is, it's not like you need almost need like Music City Classic. Now that sounds better because it's been around. A I feel bit like longer. Music City Championships. The problem is the word like the the, the word idea, open just kind of works. Well, the, the, the dynamic yeah, disc classic that could be fine. The idea mm-hmm. behind open um, is that that anybody can play in it. Like that's why the U.S. Open in golf is well, called the U.S. Open. That's why that makes sense for there to be. 15 so disc it does golf make sense that there's that many disc golf tournaments. But in the future, when they establish tour cards and it's no longer open. Then, you, then all of a sudden the name doesn't make sense anymore. Because in golf, like the U.S. Open, it's because there's local qualifiers and there's ways to get in if no matter who you are. Um, and that is the case in disc golf right now. So I guess it makes sense why there's so many open names. But like, guys, I just like if I if it were me and I'm like setting my setting up a new name and I'm like... We need a classic. I'm we like, don't have yeah, a classic. We need a classic. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame classic used to be... That was what owned it. It's like I'm just looking at the, the, the schedule new- and I'm like, why would I name it after the Open? Is that what we... The European classic. Do we make New London a pro let me, stop and call it the New London classic? Let me look up... Um, the New London classic has a good name. Let me look it. up the PGA Tour schedule and see if Count we're... Count the Opens. See if we're missing like any names that... Championship classic open. Because like, I think they overuse open. I think everybody overuse open. So we have the the championship. We have the President's Cup. The Sanderson... Another championship. Then an open. Then another championship. Then another cup. Then another championship. We don't have any cups. Then another championship. Then an Champions open. Cup. Then a classic. Then a challenge. Do we have a challenge? Then a shootout. Oh, we need a shootout. We need a shootout. We need a shootout. Where's the San Diego <laughs> we shootout? We need the Texas State shootout. Is what we yeah, need. That, let's yeah. get a shootout. shootout. Wow. Then they have another uh, champions. Then another open. Um, then they have one that's literally just called the American Express. That's the name. That's sick. The Farmers Insurance Open. We need the Discraft. Um, then <laughs> the, they call. Uh, then they have the AT. And Pebble Beach Pro Am, they just call that one the Pro Am. Ledgestone could probably drop the word open. open. Invitational. There's another good one. But there's no actual invitational to disc golf. Well, yeah, there is. Champions Cup. Oh, we call it Champions <laughs> Cup Invitational. There you go. Uh, Add the another word classic, but then another we have open. Cup and invitational. Yeah, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. good. There's another invitational. Championship, championship. 
championships. They use championship a lot more, but, but classic. A lot there's a lot more classics, and then there's no, there's another challenge. I think we need a challenge and a shootout. We do need a shootout. And some I more think classics. We, I think we need. Here's Winter, what I think. They use happens. a lot of championships. I think we have the classic at Idlewild. Okay. I think Ledgestone drops the word open. It's just Ledgestone. Not the Idlewild classic. Could be Idlewild classic. Either <laughs> okay. way, I kind of like the classic at. I do. Okay. I don't know. I just. I I'm, like I'm it. Picturing like I'm picturing like a really old school '90s mm-hmm. crew neck. Yeah. The classic at Idlewild. Yeah. Um, and then I think we go Texas State shootout. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do like that. that. Sounds so yeah, good. That sounds good. Um. Some of the other opens like just gotta kind of gotta stay. Like you go Jonesboro Championships. That's fine. I feel like Portland isn't Portland's like keep Portland weird. It's like no, Portland. it's Austin. That's Austin. Yeah. What's Portland has something? Might be the same, but Austin is definitely keep. I think Austin you're right. Weird. You're right. It is but Portland has um, <laughs> Portland, Portland. <laughs> what what is that called? Like their uh, their mantra. Mantra. <laughs> I don't know. There's places or their their slogan. Like I'll look up their slogan. Slogan. Maybe. I think that's what I was looking for. Portland slogan: the city that works. That can't still be it. <laughs> I just could have keep Portland weird. It's a popular slogan that appears on bumper sticker signs, public. Yeah, so keep Portland. Apparently, weird. there's a lot of cities that are trying to keep themselves weird. So, like, I think Portland should have keep a weird Lynchburg name. Weird. I think Portland should have a weird name or Austin, because like make it the Portland is, Challenge sounds pretty good. Portland Challenge. I want to see challenge and I want to see shootout is so good. What about the throwdown at Austin? That's good too. A throwdown. We had the battle for Bedford. You could have the battle for something. Yeah, I I just want to like stop the battle enough, for Belton. enough of the open thing. The battle for Belton. Yeah, we give permission. You can the battle for like. I, I like, think I know there's I, bias, I, but battle for Bedford is an electric tournament name. It really I have something is. something I would like to say. Go ahead. I was. It'd be kind of cool if a manufacturer sponsored tournament did name the tournament after one of their discs. So you had like the oh. Buzz Open or like the or something like that. That would be or a like, power play. Yeah. I feel oh, like the no, destroy, it should like, be the, the destroyer to open. The something like that. The Great Lake Classic. Challenger. The Get Freaky Zone the, Get Down. <laughs> the what? The, cha- the Great Lake Open. The Challenger Challenge? The, the Challenger. Challenger. Challenger, oh? No. Challenger that Challenge. That would just be everyone's place with the Challenger. The Chally OS Challenge? The Challenger, like you could have like Great Lakes Challenger, like you're, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you oh, can, like you can make it a now. pun almost, or yeah. like I don't think you want to use I predator. I just think be, <laughs> um, <laughs> the the Emporia Felon. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, the Emporia Escape. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> or like you could Emporia do like Escape. Imagine, I think they should make us like, to get the heck out the of the ranch. Make us the naming committee. You could do like the Rancho Rock Open. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the ranch, Rancho Cucamonga Open, the Masters Cup's gone. Cucamonga. That's another thing. The Dunapace Classic. I think we just have to wait till it's like some people the start Dunapay, dying yeah. more. Mm. <laughs> Why is there not a steady? They used to have a steady Ed something, didn't they? That's the steady Ed Memorial. Isn't that the Masters, Masters Cup? Cup? <laughs> no, it wasn't Masters Cup. It was like the, the Masters Championship or something. Steady Ed Memorial was. We a need thing. we need to add Steady Ed somewhere in here. We need more memorial. Yeah, I think we should. There needs to be more memorial. OTB whenever, Open needs to sacrifice. Whenever Dunapace dies, we'll memorial. name something after him. But right now, <laughs> USDGC will turn into the to the Dunapace Duel. The oh the duel. Dunapace That's another duel. good one. Come on, people! Like, just Discmania, just get more original. Discmania do you see? Do you see Discmania how it duel. took us like ten minutes to come up with all these cool names? The Discmania duel, and you're all like, the open, Canada? open, Frick. open, open, open. Um, 
I would if I Masters if Cup. I were just Mania, I would Masters just made it Cup the, is gone. I would just made it the Canadian Open presented by oh. Disney. That's a big storyline. Masters, Masters Cup is gone. Completely. Oh, it's completely gone. Not a celebrated, oh. not anything. Oh my gosh, what? it's almost like it's almost like take this comment section. It's almost like they realized that, that those courses were not that good. That's what I said. Take, I said it on debate night. Take that. I said someone oh. high up, someone oh my high gosh, up bro. must have agreed with us. And Brody's like, Everybody, well, what if Brody's like, well, it could have been maybe the coverage was bad. That's what they'll say. I'll say they do it at Northwood. Yeah, mm. if the courses is good enough. If the courses are good enough, they find a way. If she wanted to, she would. I, I'll, I'll say this: Daylaw you know looks like TikTok? a very Daylaw looks like a very fun place that I am. I would love to go play Daylaw. I'd probably get stoned if I showed up on the property, <laughs> but I would love to go play Daylaw for fun. It is not a tour course. It's not a tour course. It's that's a that. great so, but local they're, course. But they're just completely getting course. rid of the Masters Cup. Masters not, Cup's gone. Not There's only one event in California. Period. Wow. It's the OTB Open. That's tough, it. Tough. Tough for it. California. That is kind of tough for California. Like, you would think they would at least have, like, the San Francisco, what, Golden Gate, whatever it was. I don't know. I think the Golden Gate Classic. Was that was a classic? Was that well, a classic? I think it was Golden Gate Open. Oh, my gosh, bro. Golden It was the San Francisco's. Gate, Gate, San Francisco Open. That's what it was called. Yeah. It was at Golden Gate Park. Oh, my gosh. Like, you would think they'd at least have that as a Silver Series or that's, something. That's crazy. But disc California just, won. Well, you know, disc golf is just an East Coast thing, you know. It is kind it of is. a Southeast thing, really, when you we're think about a, it. We're just It's just an East Coast sport. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Eastern time is how the world runs, so it just makes sense. Yeah. It, you know, the tour, <laughs> it makes sense for the tour to be as Southeast heavy as it is. Probably should be a little more. I mean, the whole East Coast, really. You know, why are we even go to the Midwest or West Coast? Think how much easier tour life would be if they just stayed in, like, just Virginia, North East. Carolina, Georgia, Florida. <laughs> Georgia, Florida line. And maybe maybe I, venture into Tennessee and Kentucky. I cannot wait until this podcast is our over state so demographics that I can tell you guys the joke that I thought of earlier. Our state <laughs> demographic is shifting dramatically as this podcast goes on right now. All of the West Coast listeners are like I'm pretty out. sure most of our haters are in the West Coast anyways. I've never been to the West Coast. Probably just because about, of, probably because of what I I'm said about, about to get, I'm about ago. to get as close <laughs> to the West Coast as I've ever gotten. I played Golden Gate Park. It was a great great course. When I love I it. Sean Vegas, Jack showed me that'll be the closest I've been. It was an awesome, awesome course. I'd love to get back out there. I do want to play Daylight. I probably will show up at a disguise. I would rather play... Um, I feel like Daylight. La, La Mirada. La Mirada. I'd rather play I La Mirada. I want to play La Mirada, too. Day and Day Oak Day Grove. First course. Yeah. I feel like going to Daylight would be a nostalgic feel because I've seen it so much and yeah. only on YouTube. I feel like I'd show up and rock into the Bronx or whatever it's called. It's like, matter of fact, though, t- we just start playing. <laughs> micro, it just starts playing over the loudspeakers. Yeah, like, that's, just, that's just always playing on that course. That's so funny. <laughs> you go out there in the first that's group so on the T's like, yeah, dude, we're doing uh, champ. We're doing like our own like champs versus chumps with DX discs only. Yeah, dude, just what, that, like that's the only way you videos, play out there. Those videos were like are were like YouTube heaven. Whenever you first get into disc golf, it's, it's true. like like it doesn't get any better than watching this. It's true. Central Coast, baby. YouTube heaven. Does Central Coast still do coverage? I don't know. What? Central are they Coast. not? Are they not getting any coverage deals? I don't know. Well, I mean, Ian does commentary. Johnny Football, who's like one of their main ca- camera they guys, were, is like, works they were the part tour. of the Pro Tour package for a while. Central there, Coast right? disc golf. They were. But I'm wondering if Ian owns it. So I wonder if they just shut are it they down. Just done? Videos. They did the main state championship challenge at Goat Hill. So they doing Silver Series. Daniel Bow Memorial. So they're not. So they're not. It's just GK Pro and Gatekeeper and yeah. Jomez. College Nationals. That kind of happened I, without me realizing it. I think wow. if I heard that Central Coast song Central right Coast now, just I gone. would go into anaphylactic. Do they shock. still? Do they still play at the beginning? I'm sure. All right, let's know. turn it up, huh? If R- I R- might R- actually Central go Coast. into nostalgia shock if right. you play that song. This is the Myrtle Beach Open Round Three Part Two? Austin Hannum. Corey Ellis, Austin Turner, Joel Freeman. There's an ad. All right, here we go. 
I'm getting nervous that it's not playing yet. Nothing's playing. <laughs> your speakers Everything's broken. broken. My speakers are broken. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> are your speakers actually broken? Are they, am I connected to Bluetooth or something? This thing got Bluetooth? <laughs> what was that from? Oh, iCarly. No. Yeah, it's Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh. Nice. Remember? Nice. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone? Hurry Anyone? up. I'm connected to the board. We'll we'll disconnect. disconnect. I did. Okay. Jeez. Give me a second here. All right. Let me go back to the beginning. I'm Matter so back nervous. Pterodactyl in the micro in macro my <gasps> mind. They got rid of it, man. I'll go. You. I'll go back to a 2015 video. We'll get it. How long ago did this happen, Dang, man? I'm gonna get. It I'm can't be that long ago. Right Don't go back too far. I'm gonna go sort by right most now. popular, and we'll just go. I can't believe they would do that. I can't. Maybe either. they got like and a they, cease and assist. It'd be one thing if they change it for something cool, but they change it for what is that? Like yoga music? Oh, Heck oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We're probably gonna get a like a uh, copyright strike. I don't care. Keep that crap playing. <laughs> Did anybody ever listen to the entire song? I never. I don't know the lyrics at all. He links it right here. SoundCloud, baby. Rocking, rocking to the Brock. Rocking Unique to the Brock. Unique syntax. Ah, such so dang, dude. Respect. I'm gonna go back and watch one of those videos. Yeah, we need to go back and just like, let's just recreate them all. Let's recreate them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll play the music at the beginning. <laughs> recreate them all. All right, it's time for a fan favorite segment. Unless, is there anything else to the nope. schedule? No. Nope. No, I think we said our part. All right. <laughs> <laughs> time for the fan favorite segment. Travis's trivia. What do you got this week? All what do you got this right, week, guys. Come on, Trav. Well, here's the thing I've got for us this week. Yeah, baby. Tell Name me. that price. Oh, um, no. The price is right. Yeah. So we're doing more USDGC Name that disc. stuff because USDGC. I can't, it deserves two weeks in a row. I feel like Connor's going to wreck me in USDGC trivia. Why? Um, no. <laughs> you're from Charlotte. You're going to do much better. <laughs> it's in your blood. You should know. So here's how this is going to work. It looks like you have a bottle of cleaner. <laughs> it does look like that. We are going to go holes 1 through 18, Mm. and you are going to guess, um, each of you are going to guess the distance of the hole. With the new hole, like the changes that happen? And when there is a change, I will announce the change to remind both of you to make sure it's fair. Okay. Okay. Um, But, and then, so it's going to be as close as you can get. Without going over? Uh, No, you can go over. Okay. And then, so that's, that's your points counting up. Obviously, you don't want points like a lot of these games. And then... If you can guess the state that is assigned to that oh, hole, frick. state, autumn, every hole, every has hole a has state. A state. How did I not know that? Really? I did not know that. Virginia's well, then, number. I'm not well, then Connor you. is going to be guessing every single one. Well, that's I only like a know very. One. I all, only know one. I just know Virginia because I'm proud. Of I it. have like you only know one. I only know Virginia. Then we're going to remove that clause. Virginia's number ten. I, I thought I thought Hunter. I thought from my memory that Hunter knew like all of them. How did I not give know? Me, uh, just How give me a hole and I'll just tell you what state I think it was. Hole one's California. No, it's Maryland. Same, no idea. Okay, I thought you knew all of them, so I thought it'd be interesting. But okay, no. we'll remove that. So we'll just go no, with the. I just know Virginia because I'm proud. We're hole ten. I'm like Are embarrassed. We hole 10? Yes. Yeah, Virginia's hole ten. Like we will, Who's hole five? We will go Kentucky. the distance. What's funny is uh, Pennsylvania which is, is hole nine, which you is don't right. Know. I don't know. Is from. Kentucky hole five? No, it's Texas. Ah, North, Car- North Carolina is hole four. Which one is which South is Carolina? Like the worst hole. Yeah, you got the you all y'all got fricked. North Carolina got absolutely fricked this year. <laughs> which one's South Carolina? They might not even have one. Uh, no, South what? Carolina definitely oh, has one. Oh no, it's they're in South eighteen. Carolina. Yeah, it's eighteen. <laughs> oh, okay, there's several 17. states don't. Which one's got seventeen? Oh, oh, Ohio, West Virginia, you. New Hampshire, ooh, Kansas, ooh, Indiana, ooh, ooh, Alabama. Okay. All right, all right, let's play this game. So, all right, yeah, we're gonna start with hole one. Um, hole one has 
No Tonic changes. It's it's the same whole one as there was last year. I feel like it's. Uh, sorry, that was that's not a really number. Aggressive. I think it's in the two hundreds because I don't think it's three hundred. Okay. I think it's I think it's like two two sixty five. I was thinking two fifty. So I'll just say two fifty. The answer is two eighty three. Okay. Right. Connor's okay. closer. So Connor, I think I'll just I'll just keep score by. So Connor was eighteen away there. Good luck. Keep it score. Nah, I just just have to. I mean, you guys will get close. On I was mo- thirty three feet away. Yeah. This next one's gonna be impossible because it's a new hole. So part three. hole two. So they shortened hole two to part so three. Hole two. Oh, that's right. Um. Yeah. They're they're Where's the basket they're now at? teeing off. So the basket's in in like it looks like the same place. But oh. you're no, now, it's not because you don't throw over the parking lot. Yeah, because there's a Mando. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You are in line, so you know where the house is. Yes. Um. So when the when the tree when the um wait the pro shop house or the house on the right over the fence the, like little shed no, the little on shed the left in the middle the of the fairway. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of in line with that, and then f- the distance back you are is like where the the low ceiling starts. So think about your okay. tee shot. All right. There's all right. a low ceiling up ahead. You're like underneath all right. where the low ceiling starts is what it looks like from the map here. Okay. So you're om- you're where some like a good bit of drives land. I feel like no, no it's you where are, you would, you are it's shorter like, of that. If you landed okay, there, you it's hit where the tree a good bit of my drives land. <laughs> I feel like it's like a jump putt off the tee. Oh really? I'm saying four twenty, four twenty. Okay, Connor, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go three eighty. The answer is four hundred and nine feet. Dang, we're almost pretty. Oh well, yeah, in we're the pretty in the middle. Yeah, because the old hole is probably like six hundred feet. I don't know. Probably, I was thinking it was like a two hundred foot drive. If you hit that tree and dropped. Mm-hmm. All right. Connor's at 47. Hunter is at 44. Oh, get fricked. Well, that, is a, that is going to be a very interesting <laughs> hole. All right. Game. Now we're, this is another, t- this is one of the only other ones that can be really tough. Hole three. Um, it's not the same anymore? It's not the same. So hole three, you, you know, you. That's you, hole four is gone too. Why would they get rid of hole three? Well, they combined in, hole three in and fairness, four. I like hole three a lot, but in fairness, this hole might be sick. But here's the thing is the net loss. I'm disgusted. Of, well, because then they brought back the double Mando hole next. That little tiny tunnel one. Oh, why? So the net loss of hole three yeah. and four being gone. Well, we can talk about this on the USDGC show. Um, and then you bring in that double Mando hole. The, well, at least they loss. took away one hole of them. It's a big four, loss. Both good but yeah, I it's agree. a big loss. It doesn't make loss. sense to me. But anyway, so you're teeing off from the same spot. You're up on top of the hill. And then you're going all the way down to where hole four's basket is. So you're essentially okay. throwing through. Um, so just take a stab at that. <laughs> It is a par four for the MPL and a par five for the FPL. That also could gonna, give you a hint. I'll go ahead and go. Okay. Um, I think that's like, I, I whatever number I say, I feel like it might be a stupid guess because I'm okay. having a hard time thinking about it. But I feel like it's around 800. So I'm going to say I was saying like 715. The answer is 841 feet. Oh, great job, hey, Connor. Thank you. I was just trying to think if I'm standing at hole three's basket, how far it felt like I'd have to throw to get to four. I was thinking. And I was I'll, thinking it was like a, around 400 feet. So I was, I was thinking, thinking a little more was double. like 320, but it's probably like 380. I was feeling it, like it was a little more than double the length of hole three. And that is kind of a little 41 minus 715. Add that to your score of 44. You're now at 170, Hunter. Well, the game ended after hole two. So. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I was like, what? And then, Connor, you had 47, and then you get 41. You're now at 88. All right. This is uh this is is actually kind of another tough one. So hole four. I picked up a good bit on that one. Hole right? four is uh yeah, you're now in a considerable lead. Okay. 
um, hole four is the hole that used to be, it used to be a two sets of double mandos. Now it's just only one single mando so, on the left, but it's that same type hole where you're throwing the in thing. the gauntlet. I, don't I want to throw this out there before okay. we do the game. Brody told me the distance of this hole, but what he said and what my mind remembers from me playing the hole are two completely different things. I think it's pretty accurate to what I remember. So do I just say what Brody said? Yeah. Well, well, but what Brody said does not sound anywhere close to right. It sounds right to what I remember from that hole. I mean, I remember throwing, I remember throwing a flip up fairway on that hole, or maybe okay. or a mid. Well, then I then I feel no, like it, if, no, I if, throwing, then I, I feel like it. I cheated because I he told me it was three forty. Okay, Connor. Well, then I'll it's be, not three forty. That's what Brody told me. It's not three. I feel so like right. I feel like it's I shorter. I feel like I that. remember seeing it shorter. I feel like if if I was going to guess with my heart, I would have said two eighty five. I was okay. going to say two eighty, so yeah. I'm going to say two eighty. It's three hundred and four feet. Okay, so he he must have misread just, the T he sign. misread the T sign. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well I said three forty because I went with what Brody told me. I was wondering. It didn't feel like it was that long. No, that's what, when he said three forty, I was like, that can't be the same hole. But then he's like, it's the exact same hole. So when it was the exact same hole, I was thinking when I threw it for Dean's Cup, I remember like. I'm pretty sure Ryan was throwing a putter, mm. which makes sense. And so I was thinking like 280. Mm. Okay. Uh, are we doing the whole course or are we going to jump? No, we're, we're going to jump because this okay. will take way too long. Yeah, I was going to say, we're gonna, this is going to be the rest of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to take way too long. And I would um, enjoy every second of it. <laughs> we will, we'll make, we'll jump to one, um, to the back nine now. Okay. Well, actually, we'll, we'll make one more. How we'll, much is Connor's lead? 110 points? Uh, 99 points. Connor, you want to agree at like 30? He can't do the math yet. <laughs> so 99. we'll we'll just jump ahead here. We're gonna go to uh, a rather interesting hole, which is hole ten, the Eagleable par four. Okay, so this is the oh, on the T sign about, distance. I yes. think about. Oh, I hate that. I have to think about where hole ten is. I'm it's having a hard tennis, time thinking. It's the tennis court hole. You can go ah, for the eagle. Yeah. yeah so yeah, the yeah. eagle to to go for it is four twenty five to clear, but that's not how the T sign reads. Because the T sign plays out and around, so I think the T oh, it sign plays out and around. Yeah, so I think the T sign. I'm saying six twenty. I'll say. Hmm. I'm gonna go just to make a little bit of a difference, and not say the same thing as Hunter. I'll. I think it could be a little less. It definitely could be. So I'm going to say, he said 620. Mm-hmm. I'll say 590. It is 549 feet. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no clue because I just remember when I got to the T sign, I read it and I was like, oh, I can't go there. And then I read to clear it was 425. I was like, oh, I can throw that. Mm. Okay. So I just knew it wasn't 425. Moving That's on. all I knew. <laughs> Let's move on to whole. How do you think they should do the distance on that? Like, how should disc golf distances be done? Because, like, if it's 420, is it really, if they go middle of the if fairway, they, is it really only five something? Or do you think they're going really, lay up and then across? That hole, yeah, it's such a tricky one because on that hole, I think it'd be too hard because of the wind in particular and the fact that it's a little uphill. It'd be too hard to make it a par three because I think if you're going to distance it directly to the pin, it has to be a par three. If it's a par four, they have to distance it as if you're throwing to the fairway and then throwing an upshot. So do you think, what I'm asking is how they distance it. Do you think they're going the intended flight? So like you go here and then straight across or do you think they're going the entire fairway? I don't know. Like how I, do you make that decision? Yeah, I have can no you idea. Just, can you just say it's 
It's blank to the pin, and then this well, that's what they have on the zone. sign. That's how I knew, like four twenty-five mm-hmm. on the side on this new sign. If this is the one they're using, it's not on. It's there. not on there anymore. It used oh, to be because that's the only reason I went for it, just because yeah. I read it and was like, oh, maybe it's in know. the caddy book they hand out the yeah, players. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it's a tricky one. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do three more. We're gonna do the last three holes. So we're gonna start with hole sixteen. Hole sixteen appears to be the exact same hole sixteen. OB along the left, Ma sticks just left of the basket, tight OB on the right. But it, the, if you remember this hole, it's like it's it's a little more of a pump. Like it looks really short when yeah, you're watching the pros play, I but think, it's kind of a pump. I yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a right at or above 400. Because I remember thinking, oh dang, I'm gonna have to crush to get there. Um, I might be wrong there, but I I'm gonna say it is 425. Got to gain points on them, so I'm going less. I'm going 380. It's 390. Nice. Okay. 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 Now to hole 17. It's me. And we will do this to the A pin, the tucked pin, which is slightly shorter. Let me go ahead and make my pin. decision in my head so that I'm not so that I'm not choosing the same thing as you on purpose. I have my decision in my I'm head. just saying 240, I think. Okay. I was going to say 260. The answer is two forty nine, right in the nice. middle. Right in the middle. Nice. But I got one. I am one closer than you. <laughs> All right, hole eighteen. You know it well. Your par you're, four for the MPO. My turn. Um, par five for the FPO. How many points? Am, how many Dang. points? See up. Um, you're not. You're not getting. Well, how many points? See up. Like over a hundred. All right. Yeah. Twelve hundred feet. <laughs> um. Dang, that this hole is hard well, because it's hard, yeah, to, I don't know, actually, hard to judge I won't say distance. That. Like, you on could, this one. I guess, technically get back in. It'd it would be very impressive. It's very hard to it judge. It would require him to butcher it and me to get it yeah, exact. He would have to make a foolish guess. But I don't know. It's a, it's a hard hole to it guess. It is a tough one. I don't know. I have like four different distances in my head. It is a tough one. It just depends one to on guess. what he says. It's really tough to guess. My guess is going to be 100 in the direction opposite of where I think he's at. This course is, well, hold on a second. Let me get your exact number of how much you're down. Dang. This hole is so hard. It's a par four, right? Yeah. In the position you are, you are losing Hunter by one hundred and. Hold on, let me just. I one hundred and thirteen. One hundred thirteen. So you need like one fourteen to win difference. I'm gonna say five seventy. I might be able to do it. I think it's three eighty. Is it that short? Hmm. No, it's not. Okay. Oh. I think originally it was like it's like 300 to the landing zone. It's probably close. To, I'll, it's realistically probably like 500 feet, but I'll go for what would win it? 460 would win it for me. What did he say? He said 570. 570. So four no, four four fifty five would win it for it's, me. It's 647 feet. Yeah. Okay. There was no chance. No. Well done, Connor. I was thinking like your drive, where you'd want to land on your drive would be around maybe right under 400 feet, and it'd be like another 200. I think because I think the um, I think where that basket was when Sexton won, like remember they had the middle of the hill, way Mm -hmm. up at the top. I think that was like it was under 400. Was that Eagleable when they had it there? No, it was par three. Oh, that's right. That they shorted like where the Mando is. Why would they do that? I think the USCGC, like, here's what happens with the USCGC is, like, because it's run by Innova. It's run by U.S. Disc Golf. Innova US, doesn't well, own well, it. Well, U.S. Disc Golf, whatever. They That's don't run crazy. anything else, really, that I know of. Or they don't run a lot. It doesn't seem like. I don't want to make, like, crazy statements. But my theory is that because USDGC is their huge focus all year, they get bored. And they just start thinking to themselves, well, what can we change to make it better this year? And they yeah. just start changing things that don't need changed. 
Um, and so that's like that's my theory though. I think they just get bored. I think if the pro tour was in charge of it, they wouldn't have enough time of day to be thinking so much about it that they're like, "What would it be cool if we just brought this hole back?" We'll definitely <laughs> talk about some of the course changes because they've done some fascinating stuff that. Um, this is yeah. Save, very, it, save yeah. for the preview. Save for, for the, preview. the preview show. We're getting mighty previewy for USD. We yeah. just get so excited. My, my we get really excited, excited preview of the when year. USDGC happens. You're actually not going to be invited. Yeah, like I'm not actually going to be. You, you, you didn't qualify. Looked, Monday Connor, qualifying. I need you to. I need you to promise me something. Today's Monday. Yeah. Don't look at the qual- don't look at the caddy book until you're live on air with us. Yes, sir. So that I can show you like some of the changes and just get your like like when we just said par three like hole uh-huh. three like that type stuff. I want that live on air. Okay. I so I want to be able to like show you it. the caddy book and be like, look at what they did here. All right. And like tell look at you what about they've different- done. You have my word. Because there's like one more, your sh- like your Oof. jaw is going to be on the floor. Change they did. Yeah. Dang. Not- yeah, it is. Dang. I'm excited yeah, and oh, scared. Yeah. But I think we already mentioned that. I think he already knows about he it. He might not. Do okay. you know about any other changes? I can't think of any I was horrified by. If I said uh, like whole. All right. No, just stop. 16. Don't know what said. He just All told right. you whole 16 didn't change. Okay. okay. All right. Final talking point for today. Um, this kind of blew up on Facebook and stuff. Uh, I don't know what this... This is apparent... This is... Well, I know this is an outside disc golf publication, Quillette. I don't know anything else about them. This is the first time I've ever seen anything from them. They wrote an article called Disc Golf's Leah Thomas Moment. And then the subheader says, as a biological, as a biologically male player continues a meteoric rise on the female circuit, women are starting to speak out. Um, what caught my attention, I read most of this, um, uh, but what caught my attention is there are a few different quotes in here from female competitors, all anonymously. Do they like give any any context to like who the, like not who they are, but like where the FPO players are coming from? Like, are they from the tour? Yes. So like this one, for instance, um, the first paragraph starts. I'll just read the first paragraph. For female professional disc golfers, the July 29th through 31st disc craft Great Lakes Open in Milford, Michigan represented a watershed, marking it the first time in the young sports history that an elite series tournament offered women the same first place prize money as men. It should have been a great moment, one of the female competitors told me once the crowds had gone home. But then the thing ended and the winners weren't a male and a female. It was basically two males. So basically, one one of the female competitors would allude to someone who played in the tour event, Deglo, um, which tells us a little. And bit. then farther down here, it says the current female tour only came onto the scene in 2016. And this one it calls a well-known female pro told me. And then it continues to quote this well-known female <laughs> pro, which could mean anything. Yeah, it could mean anything. Uh, it said there'd been a tour going on since 2000, but in those days, even most of the top professionals had side jobs. The men's game was probably economically viable as a full-time occupation by the early 2010s, but the women's game wasn't really viable until a few years ago. So yeah, the timing of this is interesting. It's just all too convenient that now is when, and then in parentheses, trans women decide to jump in and make a splash. So that was quoted to be a well-known female pro. Um, but then farther down... It says, this month, two of them, talking about uh, female pros, who I'm referred to as Jane and Mary in the reporting that follows, spoke to Quillette on the condition of anonymity. So this one, they actually like did an interview, and um, he quotes them in the article farther down here. Um, first off, he kind of sets the whole scene of what's going on in disc golf, and this is where it starts. This is Mary. I would say one of the biggest advantages of the, and then I'm assuming, 
what does it mean in quotes when it has like the brackets? It means it like means they, they said clarifying. a different word, but they're basically telling you what they meant by. Okay, saying. so I'm gonna just read it's it. It's like if I were to say like it's if like I were t- making a quick quote about you and I said yeah he and I said he and they, put they would put the Hunter okay. in parentheses. So anyway, so that happens in so here. So who knows what word they were using? I'm gonna just read it. <laughs> I'm gonna just read it how they wrote it. Yeah. I would just I would say that one of the biggest advantages of the male-bodied players is their ability to scramble in tight situations when a disc goes off the fairway to just stand there and blast a shot through the woods. Mary tells me, I've seen both trans players, Chloe Alice and Natalie Ryan, do this. They're just standing still and throw the kind of forehand shots that I've never seen a female throw, even under perfect conditions. What makes it worse is that Ryan's form isn't even that good, says Jane. That's crazy. If it were, she'd be out throwing us by even more. So while the rest of us spend years refining our form, trying to keep up and get more distance, she's been in, in the sport only, what, three years or something? And she's already said publicly, oh, I've got my form down. I don't need to practice that. One time, a friend on tour, another female golfer, told me about Kelly Jenkins throwing a 320-foot thumber, a difficult overhand shot launching over tall obstacles with an unusual grip, at women's nationals, Jane adds. And then when people were standing there in disbelief, Jenkins says, ha ha, softball, like telling people that she learned to do this kind of shot from playing softball when she was young. But I know women who, disc golfers who've played softball their whole lives. They've never seen a woman throw a disc like that. So that's, that's pretty much the quotes from these two yeah. selected out female disc golfers. Um, there's some other stuff in this article we'll talk about uh, because I think there's some other good points that I'm more concerned about than what they said because anonymity, it's good to finally hear something from the women's field right. but you have no idea who it's coming from and it's only two people right so shocker there's people in fpo that are against it of course of course shocker there's also people in fpo that are for it um he th- this article did say they reached out to Paige pierce and someone else i believe um later because Paige had come out uh in support of chloe alice you know at that one event we talked about a while ago it might have been on debate night um oh the quotes aren't done sorry Jane also says, my experience is that about half of the trans women are really fun to play with. Jane tells me with the other half, they have this really obvious masculine energy. And so you're constantly being reminded that you're basically playing with an amateur level male. It's gotten to the point that even the players that I personally like who are transgender, I can't watch them play. I don't watch them throw. I don't watch them putt. The side of it reminds me that I'm in an unfair situation and it makes it hard for me to maintain my mental game. I'm just constantly thinking about, you know, wow, she shouldn't be able to do throw that far because that's really bad form, but it went 400 feet. I've been playing sports since I was in kindergarten, Mary says. I was always small, but I didn't care what the sport was. I would take on any girl, any woman. But then with this thing happening now, it's different. No matter how much I work out, that'll never be enough to have the physical advantages of a person who's a male and can be strong without going to the gym. So that's Jane and Mary. Jane and Mary are heated, for sure. They're heated over it. Um, Obviously, under anonymously. They're anonymous. Um, (laughs) That word, can't do it. Uh, and farther down, they allude to, um, and farther down, they allude to there being a, uh, what's it called? Like a bunch of petition hmm. going around trying to get enough signatures. Um, it's a very long article. You know, if it's something that you're interested in, you know, you can go read it. Um, remember, I don't know what this Quillette is. I don't know if they're politically charged one way or the other, um, or if it's just like a typical news source. I have no idea. This is the only article I've ever, ever read, read from them. Uh, but in it, there's a few other things that, if all true, do concern me. Because, I mean, obviously, hearing from the women, they bring forth points that have been brought forth before, right? right? And that those are the points that I think do have to be answered and do have to be discussed. And it's something that, you know, 
it's something that could the whole FPO field feel like this? Yeah, because they also talked about someone who one of one of the like amateur players who's a little bit more public on Facebook and stuff has lost her, one of her main sponsors because right. of this, um, because basically they're being silenced if you speak out against it. I'm not for that at all. Period. Uh, yeah. Whether you're speaking out for it against it, I can't. I really personally do not like that the PDJ and the Pro Tour are silencing. Every single post that goes out that has well, Natalie Ryan in it or Cody Alice, the comments are just being shut off. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a problem if somebody is like legitimately making personal attacks on Absolute, the players, which is happening. Which is happening. Absolutely. But well, yes, when there's just people bringing up points that that have nothing to do with like a personal attack, they're not calling anybody names, and then that's being silenced. Then it's like, how can we? Like, how can we create a fair environment for the players and make sure everybody, like, the FPO division themselves are being heard if we're just going to If they're worried about, yeah, if they're worried about, I can't speak my opinion because I might lose my sponsorship. I mean, literally, literally, if you were an FPO division right now and you were, like, a top FPO player and you made a statement, like, there's a great chance that you're going to be forced to apologize by your company or dropped like that. that yeah. That's a real, that's a real thing. So like that, that's, that's the, where the trouble is right now. With yeah. This issue. Well, it's especially bad because it's in a situation that's new to disc golf and it, and overall is still a very new thing with sports right. where people still don't have answers. Even, even the, like the big sports still right. don't have solid answers. That's the thing. We just uh, need tra- as much transparency this. as possible. So whenever you're silencing people for sharing their opinion on it, whenever there hasn't been a declared right or wrong one, then it's it, it it's not helpful. No, exactly. Because it's it's a part where like conversations need to be happening, and yeah. people can have civil conversations about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and those conversations need to be allowed to be hap- like allowed to happen. And yeah. like as a player, the pro tours come out multiple times talking about. How there's basically it seems there's a zero tolerance policy. Like if you speak out and what you're saying isn't a hundred percent accepting of the situation, then there's this fear that you could be kicked off the pro tour, you could be suspended, your main sponsors could drop you. Basically, right. your whole livelihood could go to crap mm-hmm. because you spoke out about something that concerns you. And there is a way to do it, and there's a way not to do it. You know, like some of the things that they said anonymously in this article, not the best way to say it. I'll be straight up with you. You know, come like because right. some of it, although they do make some good points, and I'd be curious. I've never looked at Natalie Ryan's form and like directly compared it to other people. Jane's got me interested. I think the, I'll look at it. I think the problem, the problem with their takes is you can tell they were interviewed when they were really frustrated, like after yeah. an event. Yeah. So like a lot of their takes are completely based out of there's no science or fact. There's really just observation and frustration. Yes. Right. Like I saw somebody throw a forehand. I can't throw. And that ticked me off. Like there may be science, in fact, that there's there's a, certainly a chance. But that's that's the thing. The quotes just kind of look like we're just ticked off because we just lost to Natalie Ryan type quotes. Yeah. Now, so, but there 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 could be a lot more behind them. It's just like that's how they came off to me. So correct. I was like, this is important that we hear from the FBO players. But I think you caught them at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what this article did do is it piqued my it, it opened my eyes to some things that I think we can all agree with need to be addressed immediately. Because in the current state, up to this point, correct me if I'm wrong, I was under the impression that in order to be accepted, like, to play an FPO, there was some type of checking going on of the hormone levels, of stuff like that. Because it's an obvious, at least to me, it's pretty obvious, like, if you just step into FPO and you haven't went through any process, you're not on hormones, none of that, 
you'd be at an advantage. That's undisputed. Yeah. I think that's a pretty yeah. obvious yeah. straight factor. Sure. Mm-hmm. So this player, Jennifer Castro, posted in the disc golf debate group, uncensored uh, disc golf debate group, because again, so much censorship was happening, they created an uncensored one. Uh, this email back and forth with the PDGA that basically, I mean, it, hey, I'll read most of it. Take it as you will. It seems like that's not true. So basically, um, ask they were asking like how they could register for the female division, and this is the PJ's medical committee's response back. Sorry, it took me a few days to get your email. I was doing commentary at Pro World and traveling back to my job. The PJ has a policy on the requirements to play in gender-based, i.e., female divisions, which is found here. If you meet the criteria to play in the gender-based division, then you can register with the PDJ as F or female. You're under no obligation to discuss your personal information with anyone. No one may challenge your eligibility to play in a female division unless they can provide evidence that you may not meet the requirements. Note that a player's appearance is not a basis for any challenge. PGA has a policy protecting uh, the privacy of individuals and community guidelines prohibiting members from inappropriate behavior. Um, some tra- This is the part. Some transgender women have voluntarily elected to provide proof of their eligibility to the medical committee in confidence. Let me read that again. Some transgender women have voluntarily elected to provide proof of their eligibility to the medical committee in confidence. So that line there tells me... That not all. It's not... Well, it's not a requirement. Yeah, Yeah, and they volunteered. They volunteered. So they basically... I believe Natalie Ryan is one of those that has voluntarily shown... I believe... They've certainly said that. I believe she said that. So I'm not questioning Natalie Ryan, but I'm questioning the process as a whole. Yeah. Because to me, that's a huge loophole that could be very, very easily jumped Mm -hmm. through. And as we'll see later in this article, there's a link to this TikTok from Chloe Alice, um, who is another touring professional that was talking about the, the TikTok says the hardest thing about transitioning. And in it, um, she admits to not like missing her pills, basically getting to take them. Uh, um, confession on Instagram to neglecting to take the prescribed testosterone suppress, testosterone suppressing, quote unquote, pretty pills, as Alice describes them for days at a time. Which again, just goes to like, there's pe- this is like people are playing for this as their job. This is their livelihood. Right. So to me, this is the similar to like, if I'm going in and I'm trying to be on the pro tour, that should be something where to get through these processes, you go through regular testing and that's stuff to saying. make sure yeah, you're meeting the levels. That's what I'm saying. If, if it would have it, it seems to me like with the the TikTok there where like she just wasn't taking testosterone suppressing pills for days at a time. If that's how the, the days I, at a time I'm probably not, won't. I'm make not an expert on how any of this works, but if it is a situation where you can go off of medication for a, a period of time and get testosterone back, then you, there has to be testing before every single event. But it also, <laughs> or, also, or like very regular testing. According to this email, it doesn't seem like there's ever initial testing to begin with. Yeah. So what's the what's what? Are, this is a legitimate question, and I'm not saying anyone is doing this. I am asking a legitimate question as a PDGA member and someone who is trying to understand the situation. What is preventing me from signing up for an FPO tournament right now? Nothing. It sounds like nothing. It sounds like correct. Yeah. Am I wrong in that? No. Nope. And well, did, did you read the Did you read the quote about where it said like where they basically asked about that and said you'd have to somebody would have to like present evidence and they can't do it based on appearance. Yeah. So I was always under the assumption that I have to give my records to see doctors, et cetera. Um, but what if I get challenged? Do I see an official or what's going on? And then Elaine King responded and said, if there is a challenge, it would need to be supported by evidence that you are 
transgender not based on looks or ability if it was not the challenge would not be accepted any valid challenge comes uh previously i read where it can't be based okay. on looks so basically any valid challenge comes to the medical committee you may proactively submit the form with required if evidence. you were to challenge somebody's um what they claim to be you have to have evidence and it can't be based on looks or ability so you have to basically you be have able to, to know go, something they have to you have to go to their doctor and get the doctor to create make a hipaa violation to give you information Am I, am I missing something there? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> like. Or you have to be able to watch them 24-7 without blinking to see that they didn't take well, cause it. Well, like, because like, to, me, I, that, like, like, to me, as I understood the situation previously, you know, then yeah, we work through it, we figure it out, we follow the IOC, but there's just nothing all of that. Done. But if we're not double-checking, first off, shocker, the PDJ is not double-checking, Yeah, of the course. people who won't make a statement yeah. about a shocker. suspension or anything. But... The fact that it's not being checked, it's hurting. It, it, to me, that hurts Natalie Ryan's mm-hmm. reputation. Right. Yeah. Natalie right. Ryan has, in my, from what I understand, followed all the guidelines and submitted the medical yeah. if documents. If you were a player that. that was following the guidelines, you would. But this raises everything into question, right? Because like, now it's just like, like you're saying, there's steps to this, right? So yes. the, the first, the the step that we all thought we were at was like making sure that even with all of the testing. Is it still fair? That's where we thought we were. But apparently where we are is we actually need to make sure the testing is being done. Yeah. So, so now we're, we're back a step. We're a step below where so we we're thought we were. So we're back a step. So now I'm on the level of like, hey, can we get to where we thought we were? Because like statistically, if I have to do nothing, I just sign up for FPO, I am one of the best FPO players in the world. By my rating. By his yeah. rating, yeah. By my rating, I am one of the best FPO players in the world. Right. And if this is telling me that I can't be questioned, I don't have and to I- submit anything to the PDGA... <laughs> I just have to sign up and here's what and that, just lie and me personally because mm-hmm. I view myself as a man. I would have to lie. And these days, what that do it. what it means to be the one of the best in the world is means you're going to make six figures. Yeah. So I would lie, and yeah. then I'd be able to take like, all this stuff from the FPO division right. as it currently stands. I wouldn't have to go through anything else. Yeah. That is a huge problem, and that's I don't understand the, how the, anyone the, is letting that. Well, now, the problem again, is there's it goes back to the accountability. Who's in charge yes. of the PDGA? Who's going to enforce that change? Who's going to make them responsible and accountable? The players, the have players. To be. But they are scared. It's They're like a, it's a big, it's a big, si- it's a big cycle. Yeah. But that's my thing is I am not accusing anyone that is currently on tour. Chloe Alice obviously posted a TikTok. She wasn't thinking about you know ramifications of what she was saying, but. Um, it obviously, did reveal things. yeah, it revealed stuff. I'm not accusing her of regularly going for months at a time to where testosterone can build up and all of that. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. The problem is except for the, the PDGA. Yeah. I'm accusing the PDGA of not doing their job mm-hmm. because yeah. right now there is a huge gaping hole that would allow someone who, because I'm 970 rated, right? There are players that are better than me, 990, you know, almost thousand rated that really can't make it on MPO tour. Yeah, but could clean house in the FPO tour and you're not keeping them accountable to prevent them from doing that. Right. That's unfair. I think everyone, anybody, agendas aside, anybody can everything, admit you that can there admit has to be a process. That's unfair. There right. needs to be a testing process. Right. And I was under the assumption that testing process was in place, yeah. but it seems like it's like, well, if you want to submit them, you can just kind of get ahead of the whole thing, but you don't have to. And you can go the tear PDGA, up the pro tour and then like, when there's a question, the then thing, you have the to. The PDGA it, it comes back to like if they wanted, if there was a system in place and they're look if they were listening to us and being like, that's not how it works, then tell us how it works. Give us clarity. They never well, give us clarity on anything. The email straight from the head of the you're right. committee. You're right. But as I'm saying, like if we're misunderstanding something, then like they need to explain it to us because right now we are only allowed to draw conclusions with the evidence we have and the evidence is pretty condemning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like I don't know what else that, that could that's mean. right from their email. mouths, right? That's what I'm saying. It's hard to it's hard to think that we're misinterpreting what's happening, which is basically they don't know what to do. 
They yeah. don't. They know they don't have the manpower. I think to, what it is is they know they need to have the testing in place, so they put the policy out there. Right, but they so that they, to, they to, can't enforce it. So to discount, like to so make it where someone wouldn't do it. Right. But then they know they don't have the funds or the process or whatever right. they need to have that process in place. Yeah. And my thing is, if that process can't be in place, then it can't happen. Yeah. It's as yeah. simple as that. Like if if that's the rule, you have to be able to enforce the rule. Mm-hmm. If you can't enforce the rule, you can't. I make just it a like rule. yeah. I that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see like if anybody in the comments has counter arguments. I would love to hear counter arguments. Like, I, I just thought we were farther than right, we were. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Is what it sounds like to me. And I I hope I misread the PDGA's email. Yeah. I don't think I did. It was pretty black and white what it said. You know, it was basically like you can submit this if you want. It's not required to because I think it's also in that line too. Is like they feel like it it might be a HIPAA violation or whatever, but it is not a person's right to play disc golf in a tournament that is a service being offered and so therefore just like your company can ask for random drug tests right you can say hey before you register for this you have to meet x y and z qualifications and we have to make sure yeah Yeah. that is allowed that is fine drug testing happens in every sport yes except for disc golf happens in every sport because disc golf doesn't even test for for, well disc golf doesn't even test for performance enhancing drugs for now for now that's a great point um but i think that's stuff that just like I mean, how how electric would a random drug test be in disc golf? Oh my gosh, be, it would be. <laughs> no one would be playing. Well, that well, it just <laughs> well, it depends on what they were testing. They probably for. wouldn't True. put marijuana on the banned substances because I think marijuana is kind of on its way out in the well, banned yeah, substance list sense. for sports. But it would just be fascinating. Like, imagine if some guy gets tagged with a random drug test and you find out like that Ricky's been taking roids this whole time. Yeah, like just, I, I don't know. <laughs> would you consider marijuana a performance enhancing drug? Because it calms your mind. I don't know. I, I just know that they're... Be- it's such a tough one because it doesn't yeah. really last. I, I just know it, that you're they're... You're not allowed to, sure, you're not consume allowed to it during the round. They're, they're taking okay. it... They're well, t- you can assume like edibles or something. They're taking yeah, it that's off what I'm of... Saying, they're taking it off of lists in the NFL and things like that. So I'm just saying, regardless, it probably will not be a banned substance if they implement it. I think it should be, though. Well, if it's legal, like alcohol... Yeah. It, it falls in the kind of the same right. category. That's, a, that's the... But, is it, but can you, can you, can you use, drink while... Because currently you can use you can't drink exactly. or smoke. Currently exactly. you can use PGA like rounds. CBD yeah. products, like that's legal in golf, and that that also has an effect like that. So it's always like, where's the line? Yeah, yeah. it's a very tough one. Mm-hmm. We're not paid to answer it, so I'm yeah, glad true. I'm not in that. Yeah. I'm true. glad I'm not in that boat. Yeah, it's a fine line. but um, yeah, I don't know. I was reading the Quillette article, and like I said, I I thought it was interesting that some of the women finally spoke out, but like it was such a small sample size that uh, you can pick, you could cherry pick whatever you wanted from that. The email, that was, to me, pretty shocking. That one I wasn't ready for. So um, I'm very curious Maybe to see. Maybe the most what scandalous this, email leak, leak of the decade. I'm very curious to see what this offseason brings <laughs> um, brings for the, the process and everything. Because to me, I would love to hear someone disagree. I would love to hear what I'm overlooking. Change yeah, is absolutely needed as of table. right now. Like yeah. As of right now, it's pretty obvious to me change is needed. Yeah. So, um, I would love to hear someone, and I'm being honest, I'm not saying like, oh, I'd love to hear you counter. Like, I really would love to read a comment that counters it with some good points um, as where we are currently standing, not where it looks like the PDJ was at, but the PDJ is not double checking what they're, where they're at. So, I don't. PDJ, man, I try to love you. I pay you 75 bucks a year, and all I get is pain. In well, here, well, here's what I can tell you, Hunter. <laughs> Let me give you the good news. Okay, I got two things of good news. I can't wait. Number one, this crew neck is still on our site. You can, <laughs> you can still buy this beautifully embroidered crew it's neck. It's very comfortable. And it's incredible. And I'm wearing it again because it rocks. I wore it yesterday. Hat. Number two piece of good news. 
we've got a preview coming up on Wednesday. For the best tournament of the year. For the best tournament of the year. Yep. United States Disc Golf Championship. So if you don't Suck normally watch Silas. our preview show, you're going to want to tune in this Wednesday. You know what? Do we get Silas on the preview show? Yeah. Yeah. Do we make Silas preview? I think, the honestly, we probably hates. should, just so he can chirp in and be like, ah, it sucks. You <laughs> can see a parking lot behind That's where they're throwing. stupid. <laughs> That's what Silas sounds like when we talk about USDGC. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what was that? Oh, exactly. Oh, he said he loves USDGC. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Nope, nope, nope. We'll talk to you Wednesday. <laughs>